burning questions. Insightful answers. Listener's choice. With Clemens Maniatella. So, today we're doing part two of a conversation we started last year. Was it November? December last year. So, listener's choice. If you don't know what the feature is about, it's an opportunity for you to co-curate the content of the show with us. So we want to give you an opportunity to suggest things for us to discuss on the show that maybe we haven't discussed or we haven't sufficiently discussed. Um, so you can just send me an email on cm at 702.co.za with your suggestions and we'll bring in the right experts to come and discuss whatever you're suggesting for us. And last year in December, we got an email from a listener who wanted us to talk about child maintenance. And we took so many questions last year for our guests, but we ran out of time. And there were many inputs as well, people sharing their their own experiences on WhatsApp, and we just didn't have enough time. So I promised that we'll do part two of the conversation. So that's why uh, we're doing it today. So we've got a guest that we had last year who is going to help us understand how you can apply for child maintenance, you know, how the amount is often calculated, you know, things like what happens when you're frustrated because the person you're co-parenting with is not um, helping you out in maintaining that child. Because under the South African law, children have the right to receive financial maintenance and both parents are required to provide financial support for a child. It's not just the dad. It's not just the mom who must be responsible for that maintenance of the child. So it's important for both parents to know their rights in this process. It's important for you to understand even how the amount of maintenance is is calculated, which will be our greater focus today. So if you've got some questions, any question around child maintenance, give us a call right now on 011-883-0702. Maybe you've got the frustrations you have faced, you want to understand how it's calculated, you can send your WhatsApps as well on 072-702-1702. Like under what circumstances can you apply for child maintenance? What happens when a parent fails to adhere to the maintenance obligations as determined by the court? Because that's the reality that some people are often subjected to. So whatever challenges you have with child maintenance, um, maybe something you'd like to know about, how much child maintenance you should be paying or receiving. Give us a call now or send us a WhatsApp voice note. Isabel van den Ende is a senior associate in the family law department at Barnard Incorporated. Isabel, thank you for coming back to the show. Happy New Year. We last spoke in December. Thank, yes, you, thank you for New making Year time. Thank you as well. Thank you, Clement. Thank you for having me again. It's such an honor. So I just want us to sort of... Um, you know, reflect on what we discussed um, in December last month. Uh, just the the most basic things, and then I'm going to go straight to 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 the questions because I want to dedicate more time for that because we got so much last year we didn't have enough time to get through all those questions. So, who should be paying child maintenance? Okay, so thanks again, Clement, for having me again. Um, the thing about child maintenance is we can talk about this for hours and hours. It's so much questions. Um, but I'm going to start off with just like a general uh, about the specifically we, we did delve into it a lot last year. And now I'm going to focus on more who must pay and how is it calculated. So um, the who is 
everybody who has who is a co-holder of the parental rights and responsibilities, one of those responsibilities is maintenance. So if it's a father and a father or mother and a mother or mother and father or even a grandparent can have such a responsibility if, if it is um, if a court grants such an order, that person who has those rights and responsibilities, they are obligated to pay maintenance towards the minor child until such time as the minor child reaches the age of majority, which is 18, or until they are self-supporting. Okay. okay. And, and how is, is child maintenance, how is that amount calculated? Okay. So there's no one-size-fits-all approach when calculating maintenance, but there is a rule of thumb that our courts like to use, and that rule of thumb is to allocate Let's say it's a, I'm going to make it easy for the listeners. Let's say it's a household where um, it's one parent and one minor child living there. Let's say the minor child is three years old. Then every, all of the shared expenses, like for instance, the lodging. So I'm going to make this easy um, again for my attorney brain. I'm not an actuary. So um, let's say the, the rental is 9,000. Um, then you have to calculate it. Um, to to to, um, to provide for the shared expense for the minor child and for the parent. So uh, the minor child will have one portion and the adult will have two portions. So you'll take that amount of my example, 9,000 Rand, you'll divide it by three um, and then it's 3,000 Rand for the child and 6,000 Rand for the parent who lives with the child. So that 3,000 Rand for the minor child, for specifically the lodging expense. You will do that with every expense. Then you'll get an accumulated amount, which is basically the minor child's needs, and then the parents must pay in accordance with their financial means. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, yes. yes. Okay, let, let's go to Sandra, who's calling us from Alberton. Um, okay, Sandra, they're still checking out Sandra's line there. Um, there's someone who's asking Els on the WhatsApp line. says, hi, Clem. Please can you ask Isabel, until what age should a father pay maintenance? Okay, so the age is 18. It um, reaches the age of majority, which is 18, or until the child is self-supporting. Okay, and and what if the so oh so the child so what if the child is beyond eighteen but still is dependent on on the, okay. on, the on the parent? Yes. That happens quite often, Clement. So if the child is let's say twenty two and is not self sufficient yet, then that child the onus then falls on that child as an adult to go to court and he must sue both his parents to come to court. So he must say, Mom, you must pay and dad you have to pay. And then they all go to court and then he, as an adult, but still a child, must prove to the court that he's not self sufficient and that his parents must still maintain him. Okay. Here's another yeah. question here. Good morning Clement. Can you please ask if my brother is having a minor child and then he passes away? Can the mother claim maintenance from me as the uncle of the the child? Because the child belongs to my brother and my brother is no more. Mm. Can they ask maintenance from me? Abram Shoshangude, thank you very much. Thanks, Abram. Isabel? Yes, so um, is it Abram? Thank you, Abram, for, for that question. It can become quite tricky with that scenario that it is. 
So it will depend on the estate of the late father. Because when you pass away, your maintenance obligation does not stop. So your estate can be burdened with the um, the obligation to pay maintenance towards your minor child. But there are um, exceptions where if the father can't, then you can go to an uncle or grandparent to um, to say that he or she must pay. But you have to jump through, a, 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 you know, a, a few hoops to get there. So it's not a it's not an easy obstacle mm-hmm. to do that. Okay. Yeah. Hi, good day to you, Clement. Yeah, I'm currently uh, going to be attending the maintenance court uh, on the 12th of Feb. Uh, the mother is pleading complete poverty, uh, so therefore doesn't want to pay any maintenance or any contribution. Yet she's got a company. Um, she's uh, receiving money, uh, putting money in different accounts, etc. Uh, I'd like to know what portion uh, she has to pay towards the, the costs of uh, my son. Also, um, how she is able to, to get away with what she's doing. Thank you, Jeffrey. Ooh, Jeffrey, I hope you, I wish you gave us some more details there because it's tricky, Isabel. We don't know if the son stays with Jeffrey and what the costs yeah. are, but, but are you able to give a, a generic yes. response? Definitely, definitely, Clement. So, Jeffrey, Thank you for the question. I would like more content, but you're more than welcome to phone me at another time as well. So with this question, um, if it is the mother says she, she's claiming poverty and, or poverty and she's saying that she can't buy anything, she still has to prove that she can't buy anything. And if we suspect that she has a business, then we go to the maintenance court and we tell them, listen, she has a business. Here is the business details. So we must get a subpoena to get those records of the business to show that she actually has funds. So there's a lot of ways to kill a cat in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Sandra in Alberton, good morning. Yes, good morning, Clement. Hi, go ahead. Um, I would like to know if the um, father is refusing mediation to for child maintenance, how does the mother get maintenance without going to court or must she go to maintenance court so the father is refusing mediation mm. and that wasn't mm-hmm. the mediation wasn't ordered by the court no mediation was i my daughter planned mediation between her and her ex-partner mm. to uh, to get maintenance for her son mm. which she hasn't paid for three years Mm. And she doesn't have money to go to court, so can she still get maintenance without going to court? Okay, got it. Thank you, Sandra. Isabel? Okay. Thank you, Sandra. So um, just important side note there. Mediation is something that you have to um, to attend, uh, you know, free will. You can't, you can't tell someone you have to attend mediation. So if the person doesn't want to attend mediation, then um, it's, it's fine. Then that's the person, so your daughter, I presume, will, will just go to the maintenance court. Um, the maintenance court is very accessible for the public, and you don't need an attorney to go to the maintenance court. My advice would always be to get a maintenance court order because it's easier to enforce a court order than it is to merely enforce an agreement. Okay. All right. Let's go to some more WhatsApps. Good luck, Sandra. Good day, Clement, and your guest. 
Uh, unfortunately, in my case, that's not how the maintenance, the amount was calculated. And uh, I think the issue starts with the, uh, the clerks. Because before you go to the chamber to speak to the magistrate, you encounter the clerks. And I was abused, brutally abused by the male clerk that was abusing my men. Somehow, some way, they ganged against me. Yeah, so he paid only four months and stopped paying. I even didn't, I, I never saw the need to even go back because it is so brutal in courts. I don't want to lie. It takes your time. It takes your emotion and it takes money. At the end of the day, you come back withdrawn uh, for nothing. And, it, you know, you might end up losing the very same job by doing the up and downs of going to court while the other party is playing hide and seek. So for me, that's not how it is calculated. They need to educate their clerks. Mm, yeah. Isabel? Yeah, so, so Clement, that is, that's a sad story to hear because um, obviously we don't have control over everyone who works in the maintenance, um, maintenance courts. Um, so yes, it, it would be good if, if everyone is educated and, and stuff like that, but that's unfortunately not always the case. Um, so to go to the maintenance court is very draining, I know, um, and I understand that it's draining for the listener as well. Um, but yeah, if, if, if he um, paid for four months, then there are still remedies that she can use. She can still um, go to the maintenance court and, and um, she can go to the criminal portion of the maintenance court to say that she wants to enforce the maintenance order or that he's not paying and then it's a, like a criminal offense if there's a maintenance court order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, that's a sad question. Great. Here's another one. Morning, Clement. This is Sue from Cape Town. Please ask Isabel, what can I do if the father of my children has not paid any maintenance since 2019? I have been to the maintenance court. And then we do a section six, then a section 10, then I order him to pay and he just doesn't pay. My eldest child had turned 18 in the meantime. I've got two minor children. He just doesn't pay and I don't have any recourse. I get no assistance in the courts. We, I get tossed from court to court. If he doesn't like the judgment in the section six or the section 10 outcome, he goes to the high court and every court. You just please ask her. Oh man, Isabel. Shame. So yeah, that that is quite sad as well. Mm. Um, but what I do here is that it was since 2019, so there must be a a large amount of arrears, arrear maintenance that has built up since 2019. So I don't have the entire picture, but if there's a court order. If it was granted by the maintenance court, then you can um, go again to the maintenance court to ask them to enforce the court order by um, granting an emolument attachment order or garnishy order. So that's when you physically take, um, you you serve the court order on his employee to say, um, on his employer, sorry, to say that he must deduct the amount from his um, salary and pay it to you for maintenance. Or when he has a debt, uh, that he owes someone else, and then you can also lay claim on that debt. So that there is, there are options, but I understand that it's difficult. Mm. Okay. Good morning, Clement. <laughs> I'm in a similar position to um, Jeffrey. Um, 
We're going through divorce. Currently, the children stay one week, one week, um, one week with me, one week with the mother. The mother also claims poverty and says she cannot contribute to school fees or any financial responsibilities for the minor children. I've been carrying all of that. Um, in terms of where they stay, each house, make sure that the children has their clothing and stuff. But when it comes to the school, extra curriculum, um, extra lessons, she blatantly refuses to pay and just says that she doesn't have. What do I do? Okay, so in this case, it will be a, a financial inquiry. So if the listener said that he's going through a divorce, there are, um, there are routes that you can follow during a divorce. So if it's in the High Court, you follow the Rule 43 application. That's an interim or interlocutory application that you follow whilst the divorce is pending. And then the court can make an order to look. The court physically looks at your expenses and your income and everything. You have to fill out or, or complete a very detailed financial disclosure form. And then the court can make an order, a court order to say, this is what you have to pay. So that's something that I would definitely advise this client to, to look into. Great. Good morning, Clement. Um, just a question. Your guest mentioned that um, one of the ways to calculate the amount is by looking at the costs that are incurred by, by the parent that stays with the kid. So it sounds to me like then it, the, the parent that stays with the kid dictates the amount. Because oh, what if the parent now decides to live a leveraged life and in case costs that are not necessary, stays in a an expensive um house. Is doesn't that now then isn't there a way to limit that? Mm. Okay, yeah. Yes. Isabel, what what yes. happens if one parent lives above their means? So that's definitely something that you will have a look at when you're uh, busy with the inquiry. So you'll both physically you'll go through each and every expense. And if that you 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 see that this person is like living in a mansion and they don't need a mansion, then um, what I usually do is I'll tell the court, listen, this person is living a lavish life and he's living in a thousand rand apartment or whatever you want to call it. Um, and we can't, that, that's not our lifestyle because remember, the minor child's lifestyle should also be taken into account. Um, so, so that's definitely something that I will raise to the court and I'll say, I went and looked at apartments that are much cheaper and, and safe for the child and here I will give you quotes of them. So I will take that, that kind of approach. Okay. Um, uh, Pumla is asking, uh, the, the father passed on, he was maintaining the minor on a monthly basis as a proof of bank statement. In the estate, the spouse gets a child's portion which is 250,000 rand. So is the child who was maintained also entitled to the 250,000 rand's child portion? So the, the amount that the, the mother gets is for the child. Remember, the child doesn't get that amount. So it would be paid to the mother to maintain the child. Okay, if, if you so understand. the child <laughs> is entitled to that. Okay. Hi, Clement. In my deed of settlement, there's nothing to do um, with increases in expenses per year. It only states that if you want to change maintenance amount, 
you need to submit a substitution of existing maintenance order. But who pays for all the expenses of this? Yeah, that, that's a difficult one. So when when anybody is entering into a deed of settlement uh, dealing with maintenance, I would also always advise them to make provision for an increase because what's now going to happen with this situation is this person, this listener, will have to approach the maintenance court to give an, an annual increase or to change or amend or substitute the, um, the current maintenance order because... That's the safest way to ensure that it would, would be um, made in order of court. Okay. Hi, Clement. Uh, I've, I'd like to find out one thing. Uh, my, my baby mama, what happened is uh, she took me for maintenance court the very same year, hardly a month after me going to maintain it, to going to court and, and for maintenance, she she gave the kid uh, the, the kid over to me and now i live with my kid who is now 10 i've been living with him since he was in grade one and uh, sometime last year she took the very same papers that i was using at the court and submitted them in my camp in my company for garnishing and i'm being garnished and we never went to the court to have that uh, to have that uh, thing disputed saying that now she surrendered a child to me how do I, how do I go on about it because it's now been almost what the uh, first first month that I've been having those punishing what is the process please help mm-hmm. okay Isabel okay so um your shame this this listener can definitely approach the court with the garnishy order to tell them he wants to challenge this order so he wants it to be reviewed and then he'll tell the court Listen, the child is now living with me, so the circumstances have changed. What I just want to add for everybody who's listening is if the child was living with the mother and you have a order against you and then the mother gives the child, you have to go to the maintenance court to amend or discharge or substitute that existing order because a maintenance order place and enforceable until a court changes it. So it's very important for us to to be, um, you know, mindful of this and to go to court and say, listen, the child no longer lives with her, the child lives with me. Can you please substitute or amend this order? Okay. Um, let me do the last one quickly, Abel. Just the last one quickly. Good morning, Clement. What a wonderful show you have, as always. A question for your guest regarding maintenance. What does one do in an instance where you have a father who's been ordered by the court to pay maintenance? He did so for like two months and just stopped. And uh, the tricky part to the whole question again is that he earns cash, which he doesn't necessarily put into his bank account therefore hiding income in terms of what it is that he makes okay isabel yeah so um if if this father does not pay the maintenance so um if i understand the listener correctly then he's contravening or he's in contempt of a court order so as i mentioned earlier there's a lot of remedies you can follow with a contempt of court order you can follow the criminal route or you can follow um the route with the maintenance court as well 
Um, but if you have a suspicion that the father or the mother is hiding money, then um, I would advise that you go for a full and full on inquiry and you get people in to do like investigations and you can get also a forensic person to do an investigation and there are ways to find out where they are hiding their money. Mm, mm. All right, yeah. Isabel van den Ende, thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, she's a senior associate in the Family Law Department at Barnard Incorporated.